All right, so I'm going to be doing a brief overview on the moviegoer, chapter one, section four. So the first thing I wanted to point out right away is this feeling of emptiness and this uh, um, repetitive theme throughout this section. Um, we start out, we first see it when we learn that Kate and Walter have been cleaning things. It says they've been removing 100 years accumulation of paint from old walls and cupboards. It says um, there's a feeling of like sallowness and thinness around her. It also uses a lot of descriptive adjectives such as like summer's past, broken wicker, rotting hammock, split croquet balls. And so it's just, um, you see it a lot throughout this section. And so the next thing I wanted to point out is we know, we already know that um, Kate, she has some superficial issues, you know, she has mental illness, but we get our first glimpse of her actual, like her actual um, predicament. So when she asks, how do you make your way in the world? She's asking Binks this thing and that he knows like he has the key, you know, he knows how to get through life. When in fact, we know that he doesn't, he's actually trying to figure that out for himself. You know, he says he's on his search. Um, so then the next thing I wanted to point out is that um, this is a couple pages later. She says that um, he, he points out the fact that uh, she's she kind of like hating on people. You know, he says that uh, this the discovery of possibilities of hatred, it warms under his influence and it makes the basement a friendlier place because the basement, when he goes, it seems like cold. But when she starts to talk about people, it kind of makes her happy a little bit. Like it brings a little bit of joy to her because her life is so dull, which is interesting to note. Um, and so my final, uh, I guess this is like the most important part. Uh, so when I, when I, there's two main characters that I've talked about a lot in this section is the stepmother and the father. And so I believe these are like the two, um, they, they represent the two most common ways of living, you know, in our society, as you, as Mr. Tommy talked about, you know, we have the uh, different Kierkegaardian levels. And so I believe the stepmother is that first level, the aesthetic level, because, you know, she's all about freedom, indulging in things that please the senses. You know, she's big on art and music and uh, liberty, stuff like that. And then there's also the father who is, I believe, the ethical level. You know, he's all about doing good and going to church. There's actually a quote that I really liked. It says that... um. It says his dogged good nature, his Catholic unseriousness, his little water closet jokes and his dumbness about his God, the good Lord. And so, like, I feel like that's a lot of people like, you know, they go to church every Sunday, but they don't really know God. They don't really know about him. They don't have that uh, relationship with him. It's just on the surface. You know, they, you know, it looks good on the resume. You know, uh, it's a good talking point, stuff like that. And so. Let's see. Uh, the other thing, like um, connecting to this, is uh, when Kate talks about. Well, this is Banks talking about Kate and her political activities, and he says, um, if the stepmother found out about her uh, political views, that she would flip out, saying, you know, a spiritual rebellion is one thing, but political conspiracy. That's something else. And so 
this is a pervasive issue, you know, in society nowadays, like politics takes up everything. Nobody thinks about, you know, spirituality, religion, and it alludes to, um, like the fact, and this is something else that Mr. Tony talks about a lot. Um, like we live in a very materialistic world. Uh, we cast, you know, spiritual, religious things to the side. Nobody really cares about that. It's all about politics, economy, stuff like that. And so, finally, uh, when we talk, so there's this other quote. says, it was inevitable that Kate should catch up with and see into her stepmother just as she caught up with her father. And so this is when she, so it talked about her, you know, kind of copying and marrying her parents, mirroring her parents. And like she started take, picking up traits, but she's pretty much seeing that there's an end to uh, like their, their experiences. Like it's not fulfilling. She, uh, it says she sees into them like they have no substance, it's superficial. And so the key point that pretty much is the basis of this whole section is when um, it says, not back to her stepmother, I fear, but to some kind of dead end where she must become aware of the dialectic. And so it's talking about how her her mother's way of life, you know, indulging in the senses is no longer, you know, pleasing for her, is no longer fulfilling or satisfying for her, her father's life way of life she tried to already it's not um it's not um you know fulfilling as well and so he fears that you know she might go into a bad place mentally again because she realizes that the way she's been living there's no fulfillment in it but she doesn't know you know what the answer is which you know we know is God but she doesn't know that and so she's saying there's like there's only so much the world can offer and things aren't really adding up, you know, because she thought those would uh, satisfy her. But obviously it doesn't. And so this also comes full circle with that feeling of emptiness I said in the beginning that, um, again, is a repetitive topic in this in this section.